0: What up, my gorgeous Familia? You are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc podcast. I'm your host, your gracious host, Doctor De Luna. I will be guiding you today through common period problems. So you're going to want to listen up if you ever hate that time of the month. <laughs> All right, my sweet Chikagunyas. It is in our fate, if you have a womb, if you have a womb, that you should be bleeding once a month. This is not something that we can hide from. I remember when I got my period, I was in sixth grade, by the way, just in sixth grade, I remember the whole snowy December day where it happened. And I remember looking at my mom and telling her I got my period. And then she told me that it was going to happen every month for the rest of my reproductive life. What the fuck? And imagine that, just (laughs) letting that hit you. And imagine if you had a terrible period and then feeling that this would be a repetitive cycle for you throughout your life. Know that, my sweet babes, your period should not derail you. They should not be your least favorite time of the month. They should not be. And if they are, know that that is common. But it ain't normal, it ain't normal at all. Unfortunately, our whole world thinks that it's normal to poison and to almost abandon women and women's health. That is not cool. So if you feel like you are someone that does not feel supported in your body, know that you are far from alone and it's probably just because you have a womb and we are magical. So people are trying to silence our power, but that's you know a conversation for another podcast. But let's talk about the womb. Let's talk about what a normal period should be like, what your menstrual cycle is like, and why you are having symptoms when you're having them. Because for me, as a naturopathic doctor, when someone comes to me with symptoms, it tells me that something deeper is going on. This doesn't mean that I tell them to swallow birth control every day for the rest of their life to shut that cycle down to silence those symptoms, it makes me want to go a little bit deeper and to find out exactly what's going on in the body. So whatever symptom that you have related to your period, instead of looking at it, like doom, looking at it, like a curse, look at it as a gift, because it is a little whisper from your body that something else is going on deeper below the surface. I actually consider your menstrual cycle as one of your vital signs. So it tells you so, 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 so much about what's going on within the body. So let me just give you a little rundown as to what a menstrual cycle is like, because I didn't learn this till medical school. I had my womb way before medical school, though, so probably should have learned it earlier. Anyway... Your menstrual cycle starts on day one. Day one is the first day of your period. So when you're bleeding, while this is happening, your uterine lining is shedding. And also while this is happening, your body is starting the cycle over in hopes that you are going to get pregnant next cycle. And again, you know, you might not want to get pregnant, but... Your body does. Your body wants you to get pregnant. So starting the cycle over. So now as you're bleeding, your ovaries are getting ready to make the perfect little eggy to release with ovulation. Know that your eggs that you have in your ovaries, you were born with them. They actually developed inside of your grandma. Just pause. Let me break that down. You were inside of your mom, yes? Your mom was inside of your grandma. Every egg that you were born with was developed inside of your grandmother. That's when it's seeded. So your grandchildren are currently living inside of you. So just pause and feel how juicy that feels. So as you are getting ready to ovulate, your body is making more and more and more and more and more estrogen. Estrogen makes you feel pretty damn good in the first part of the cycle. The second half of the cycle, not so much, but we'll get there. First part of the cycle, your estrogen is helping you to feel feminine. It's helping you to have more energy. You're feeling outgoing. You'll notice that your skin might change. Your boobs are going to get plumpier. You are just going to feel hot at the peak of your sexiness. That is when you ovulate and the goal of feeling the sexy is that you're going to want to fuck. Honestly, that's what evolutionarily is happening. You're like, yes, I'm ready to go out and feel good. And if you have sex, and if spermies swim on up inside your body, it can fertilize the egg that was released in ovulation. If that does not happen, if the egg is not fertilized, your body goes, okay, we try again next time. The egg has nothing to plant in because it was not fertilized. So it's not going to try to burrow itself into your womb wall. It's just going to release. The shedding of the uterine lining It's actually a very inflammatory process. So inflammation is something that we like to think is bad, but inflammation is how the immune system works, and it's a very strong signal to our physiology. So we have this inflammatory cascade that will then tell the uterine lining to shed. As this is happening, your hormones are plummeting. They are plummeting down. So after ovulation, you should be making a decent amount of progesterone. And if you are not ovulating, we're going to talk about this, don't you worry. The second half of your cycle is going to be fucking terrible. And that is because you're being run by estrogen. You don't have enough progesterone to meet that estrogen where it is. So estrogen will govern all of your symptoms progesterone makes you feel calm, makes you feel grounded and it helps keep your uterine lining where it is. So if you don't have enough progesterone to match your estrogen, you could have spotting, you could have terrible periods. And again, I promise you we're going to get there. I just wanted to give you this little overview. So to recap, first part of your menstrual cycle, you are bleeding at this same time. Your ovaries are getting ready for that next cycle. They're getting ready for ovulation. Your ovaries are pumping out estrogen. Enough estrogen will then trigger ovulation via a positive feedback loop to your brain. LH and FSH, those of you that are in the fertility part of your life, you might know these hormones quite well. They're actually brain hormones that are telling your ovaries what to do. So this is a very deep hormonal dance. And even above LH and FSH, there's GNRH, which is even higher up in that cascade, telling everything to flow. So as estrogen is talking to your brain, it will trigger ovulation. So that is the center of your cycle. After ovulation, you are now in the luteal phase where the casing that was holding that egg that was just popped down and for ovulation, let me actually just pause and say that the egg, your ovaries are open. They're open to your abdominal cavity. Is that wild? It's literally open. And in this opening, these are fimbrae called fingers. They are, so imagine that the eggs right here, these little fimbrae are wiggy, wiggy, wiggies, wiggy, 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 slurping it in and the egg comes in to your fallopian tube. That is where, if there are some strong, little, sweet spermies, they're gonna find the egg in that fallopian tube. I think it takes about seven days for the egg to travel down the fallopian tube into your womb. Okay, we're saying the egg is fertilized, right? Now in the luteal phase, that casing that was holding that perfect little eggy that just popped it out into the abdominal cavity. Your fembrae just slurped it on in. That casing is now going to make progesterone. After the progesterone is made, both of your hormones are going to plummet. You are going to shed. That is a menstrual cycle. If any of the hormones are off you will have symptoms so instead of just taking birth control every day forever until you want to get pregnant and then finding out that it's challenging because the symptoms that your body was whispering to you in adolescence are now raging and loud how about we just unravel some of them and talk about them so that you know what's up I suppose to start with menstruation day one so I know so many people that day one of their period is hell it is hell Let me just pause and say that that should not be the case. That is not normal. Of course, if an organ is shedding, you're gonna feel it. It's not like you're not gonna feel anything. You feel a little sore, a little sore, like you just worked out really hard, like you just did some abs. Who does abs? None of us. But if you did, that's what it would feel like. (laughs) And as your uterus is shedding, you'll feel little contractions because it's a muscle. Your uterus is a muscle. So it's gonna push things out. The color of your blood is going to tell you a lot. So, if you are having a terrible day one of your period, it's probably because you're really inflamed. It's probably because you're super, super inflamed. Inflammation equals period cramps. If you have terrible period cramps, what do you take? Midol? Ew. What do you take? Tylenol? Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, you're taking a painkiller. You're taking a painkiller and that helps your cramps. Yes. Know that painkillers, what they're doing is they're working on the inflammatory cascade. They are changing enzymatic activity so that you don't have as many inflammatory prostaglandins. Prostaglandins are a chemical that your body sends out to trigger this inflammatory response. So if that helps you, if day one of your period is alleviated by a painkiller, know that working on underlying inflammation is going to change your life. So, Know that if you're chugging coffee on day one of your period, that's going to contract that muscular layer of your uterus. You are definitely self-sabotaging yourself. Know that if you went out wild the couple of days before your period, or you didn't sleep well, or you ate 17 burritos when you were drunk before you went to sleep, you're probably going to have a pretty painful period to start because all of that inflammation is inside of you. That is why anti-inflammatories are so powerful. That's why things like fish oil is almost, if not more, effective than a painkiller for period cramps. I kid you not, look at it on PubMed. It says it, I'm not lying. That's also why things like magnesium can be really helpful because it's helping to calm that spasm, that tightness in the uterus. So that's cramping. Again, some sensation is normal, but it should not debilitate you. You should not not be able to show up to life. You should not have to call out of work. You should not have to lay in bed all day. If you do, baby girl, you are in Inflamed, you got to do the diet, the lifestyle, the inner work to find out why you are making yourself so inflamed. This can be truly due to diet, lifestyle, those types of things. It could be an environmental exposure that you're exposed to. It could be toxic emotions. So many things can cause inflammation. If you're someone that has an autoimmune disease, if you are someone that has chronic mono, if you are someone that has pelvic inflammatory disease, know that if you feel anything strange in your reproductive organs, You could have an STD. You just could. You need to be getting checked. If you are sexually active, know that you are truly introducing someone else's organisms into your body. And if you notice that with that introduction, things are weird, please fucking Listen to that. There is no shame in getting tested for sexually transmitted diseases, because if you do not get tested and if you just let this disease brew inside you, let me also just say that penile creatures, that's what I call people with penises. They're penile creatures. They're very foreign to me. Very foreign. But these penile creatures, they often don't show many signs and symptoms of STDs, but now who do? Women. You know who actually tend to care more about their health? People without penises, they do. It's usually not until the penis stops working that these individuals will then go to the doctor and get checked out. So I personally never trust someone if they tell me that they've recently been tested. I'm like, show me the facts. Show me the car facts because I need to know. Anyway, if you notice anything off, any change in your discharge, any change in smell, any change in sensation, please get yourself checked out. Stop trusting penile creatures. I'm so sorry, but that's just kind of how I feel. It's true. Because if you don't get this checked out, that inflammation can grow. So if you didn't have painful periods and all of a sudden you're like, ah. It could be because you got a little baby gonorrhea that just swam on up there. And is now causing significant inflammation. This can lead to something called pelvic inflammatory disease in which these organisms can just reproduce. They can cause significant inflammation to any of your reproductive organs and they cause significant scarring. So in my practice, I actually see that this can be a sign of structural infertility. In that if you have enough scar tissue in something like a fallopian tube, that egg that was just slurped back from your abdominal cavity can't find its way to the womb. It just cannot. So please, I think, I hope I convinced you to get checked for STDs. For my future children, when they get to the age in which they're even thinking about touching someone else, I'm going to give them a slideshow of STDs. I kid you not. Good luck to my future children. I am going to show you every stage of a disease so that it is so deeply scarred into your subconscious that you have no choice but to be safe. So We're just on we're just on day one of your periods, honey buddies. So something else that can happen, as I mentioned, is the color. Blood should look like blood. It should look like blood. What does blood look like? It's red. Blood is red. Ask a two-year-old what blood looks like. They'll be like red, mommy. Yeah, if they don't say that, there's something up. If your blood is purple, brown, black. Something's going on. Just straight up. Something's going on. If the blood is super dark, that's usually a sign of stagnant blood. So that's old blood. That is just sitting in the uterus. Maybe you have irregular menstrual cycles. Maybe you didn't shed fully the first round. Whatever it is. If your blood is black, know that you can have something structurally blocking the flow out. Know that things can definitely get stuck inside of your vagina. How many horror stories do I know of women that have like 17 tampons up in them because they forget and one just gets lodged up there? I wish I didn't have this many stories. I wish I didn't, but I do. If you're having black blood come out of your beautiful body, stick your finger up there. See if there's something stuck. There really could be. If not, it could be something else. Structural, scar tissue, anything that is limiting the outflow of blood can cause that to happen. If your blood is lighter in color, so if it's pink... This is usually a sign that you are low in estrogen. And let me reverse all the way back to what we just started talking about. So often people think that they have high estrogen. They're so focused on estrogen dominance, estrogen dominance. But if you don't have enough estrogen in that first part of your cycle, when your ovary is maturing, you are not going to ovulate because estrogen triggers one of those brain hormones for ovulation. So... You can have low estrogen throughout your cycle, but still bleed even without ovulating. And then your blood will be light in color. It can almost seem watery and pink. That's a sign that your body needs more estrogen. Color tells me everything. Also, if the color is dark. So now if it's like a purple, cranberry, and full of clots, that's usually a sign of too much estrogen. Estrogen in the uterus, what it does, it says build, 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 get thicker. So if that's what's happening, if your uterine lining is getting bigger and thicker, you will have Heavier, longer periods, right? Because there is more to shed. If you have lower estrogen, what will happen is you don't have a really thick, juicy uterine lining. You are not going to shed as much. Know that you need a thick uterine lining for a baby to implant down in there. Other hormonal things that can show up on your period. If you have low progesterone, a few different things can happen. First, you can spot. So your period can stop and start stop and start. You might even spot around ovulation. The color of the blood, usually if the spotting is brown or darker, and that's because it's old blood from the previous cycle. However, if you don't have enough progesterone while you're bleeding, it is going to make that cycle more so governed by estrogen, even if you have normal estrogen. So ignore everything I just said. Even if you have normal estrogen, but your progesterone is low, you will have estrogen dominant symptoms. And the issue isn't detoxing your estrogen, the issue is helping your body ovulate, helping your body make progesterone. I find that progesterone can be low in a number of different conditions. It could be low if you're not ovulating, of course. And if you haven't learned all about ovulation, you need to subscribe to this channel because I talk about it all the time. Signs of ovulation, ways to know blah, blah, fucking blah. But if you're not ovulating because you have a thyroid disease or you have high prolactin, or you are very stressed, or you smoke weed all day, every day, or you're taking a medication that depletes your vitamin B6. Or if you're a vegetarian and just don't have enough protein to have vitamin B6. If you're a vitamin C deficient, I could truly list about 500 things that will make you so you don't ovulate. If you don't ovulate, you're not going to have enough progesterone in the second half of your cycle, and you will have heavy, painful, not fun periods with a different color of blood. Again, when progesterone is low, usually the color is darker. That can absolutely show up. So... You need to take note of how much blood you're losing. You should not be bleeding through everything that you own. (laughs) You should not be. You should not. You should not wake up in a pool of your own blood. You might be progesterone deficient. You might not have ovulated that cycle. And no, sweet baby Angies, that you can ovulate some cycles and not ovulate others. So say that you travel to Asia. Now you're in a completely different time zone. Your body might be like, huh? huh? Where am I? I'm not going to ovulate. I don't feel safe. And that's okay. And that period is going to feel very different than an ovulatory cycle. What if you're just not cycling at all? You're like, my problem is that I don't bleed. The problem could be that you are overworking and undereating. Let's just take a moment to acknowledge that you might be starving yourself. <laughs> if you're starving yourself, for instance, if you wake up in the morning, have you seen my anxious potato video? Are you an anxious potato? You wake up in the morning, chug coffee. Don't eat at all and then go to like a high intensity interval workout class. Yeah, your body's going to be like, "Ooh, this is masculine. Let's make testosterone. Let's not ovulate. Yeah, you're probably not going to bleed every 30 days, every 28 to 34 days, whatever it ends up being because your body doesn't think it needs to. If you are asking your body to show up in a masculine, dominant, go-getter way, and if you're not listening to these ebbs and flows of your energy, you can absolutely not ovulate, and then you won't have a cycle that month. I see that this happens truly more than I want to say because so many of us have this relationship with our body where we think that if we eat less and work out more, that we'll be prettier, but that's a very old paradigm that is completely rooted in bullshit. So we're not gonna do that. We're gonna eat. We're gonna rest. If you are not getting your period, please just try to do that first. Eat a lot and rest more. Say no to things that you don't wanna do. See if you get your period. Mm. So that can make your cycles longer. If you're not ovulating or if you're stressed, your body will kind of try to ovulate a couple of times and you might even notice this. You might notice that your cervical mucus dramatically changes, or you might have that ovulatory mucus a couple of times that month. What ovulatory mucus looks like for my listeners that are not aware is it's sticky and it's stringy. So you can hold it between your fingers. And if you stretch your fingers out, it will look like there's a big piece of mucus, a big piece of egg. And that is fertile mucus. If you notice that that's happening a couple of times throughout the month or between cycles. It could be that your body's trying to ovulate a couple times and it couldn't. It could have been a hormone imbalance, could have been stress, could have been nutrition, anything that I just mentioned, right? So that's for long cycles. Um, this can also show up with different thyroid conditions. It could show up with different autoimmune conditions, different hormonal conditions from your brain. So if this is something that has been going on for you since you started cycling, that is very different than if this has been going on for you later in life because something happened. So even that little bit of information is super important for you to factor in. What if you have shorter cycles? What if you're like, I bleed every two weeks or I bleed every week or I bleed every three weeks, whatever it is. What that can mean is that you're not ovulating because if you are not ovulating progesterone, which again, it keeps the uterine lining in place. It is meant to hold things. It's meant to hold a baby. If there's a baby in there, it's meant to hold the womb in place (laughs) if you're cycling. And if you don't have enough of that, what will happen is that the lining will just shed at random. Shed and you'll know, be like what the fuck I'm bleeding again why it's a hormonal thing baby it definitely is but this can be due to something going on in the brain absolutely so not trying to scare you not trying to scare you but pituitary tumors are kind of common so if you get like really bad frontal headaches and if your breasts are starting to lactate and you don't have a baby and now your periods are irregular guess what You need to go to the doctor. You need to figure that out. If your body is giving you such a dramatic signal like that, why the fuck are you not listening to it? I can't even tell you how many people, when I sit down across the table from them, will tell me something that is quite severe or quite just jarring, and they're almost numb to it because they're just used to it. If you tell someone a story about you, and if they do this, that's a sign it's not normal, okay? And you want to get checked out, okay? So that's if you have short cycles. So many different things can show up during this time as well. What if your breasts hurt so bad that you can't even go for a jog and you just need to hold them like little babies? This is usually a sign of a couple things. It could be a sign that you have some lymphatic stagnation because your lymphatic system is actually working behind the scenes to drain toxins from your body. And your boobs are kind of just two gigantic lymph nodes. They are. All of your lymph drains into the right side of your heart. So if your breasts are super, super, super swollen and tender, if they change dramatically in size, that is absolutely due to hormones, but it could also be due to toxic exposures. A lot of the times this is due to high estrogen and it usually shows up after ovulation in the premenstrual phase, right? Because that's where progesterone, if it doesn't mean estrogen, estrogen's going to tell things to grow. Estrogen doesn't just tell your uterine lining to grow. It also tells your boobies to grow, which is why at ovulation you're like, mm, 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 juicy, yum, mm love ovulation gotta love it if you're not ovulating trust me you want to be ovulating it feels really nice back pain what if you get back pain during your period this is normal i don't know if you ever thought about this but there's a lot in here like a lot they're just like smooshed on top of each other and your spine your sacrum has a lot of nerves that come out of it similar nerves that are traveling to your uterus on top of that is your bowels. And on top of that is your uterus and then your bladder. So you can feel all of those layers. And if you have low back pain, it could be just from that inflammatory process. It could be something structural. Your uterus is floating in space. (laughs) It really is. It's just hovering in space by these little ligaments. But I work in a way with my patients with hands-on support in something called craniosacral, and I find that these ligaments can be tight all the time. So if you are tight in a ligament that is pushing your uterus to your low back, you can have a lot of tension there. You might feel tension in your ovaries. You could feel tension even into your booty hole. That is normal. It is normal because of how everything is stacked, but know that working with a pelvic floor therapist could be a game changer for you. Your uterus can be flipped forward or flipped backwards. Mine's backwards a little bit. It's called a retroverted uterus. So if you have ever gone to smear and they're looking and they're like, huh, I can't find your cervix. What do you mean? It's in there. It's attached to the uterus. If they have ever said that to you, it's probably because your uterus is tilted one way or another forwards or backwards. So the cervix can be hiding in a different spot. And think about that. What if your cervix was tilted so far forward that it was pressing against your abdominal wall? That would make it hard to get the blood out, right? Think about how painful that would be for period cramps. Think about how dark that blood could potentially be if it wasn't able to pass as easily. So these are things that I want you to think of. Something that I also see a lot of in my practice is clotting. Clotting is a marker of inflammation. So you might notice that some cycles are pain-free, easy. You don't even know she's coming. You're just chilling and you're like, Ooh, did I just pee? No, that's your period. Um, so that can absolutely be normal. And then other cycles where you feel doom internal doom, internal pain, deep contractions. And on that cycle, if you have darker, heavier, more clotty blood, that is a direct reflection of inflammation. So a lot of things that you can do there to support it. But of course you need to find out why you're inflamed. Is it the hormonal imbalance? Is it a toxic exposure? Is it something that you are doing on a daily basis to be inflamed because we got to take responsibility. If we want to heal, we have to acknowledge the way that we are contributing to our own suffering. And that doesn't mean take a pill to take away the suffering. It means doing the fucking work to notice your role, but that's just my opinion on that. So you will notice that the clots can get bigger and smaller They are a direct reflection, like I said, of inflammation and right back to that prostaglandin inflammatory cascade. Because as this inflammatory cascade is on, it is breaking down the uterine lining and it's helping it to shed. But if that shedding happens really quickly, which would happen from more inflammation, more input equals more output, the blood will shed faster and you will have more clots. So again, I'm just trying to convince you to actually take care of your body. It really works. It works. And I do work with some people that have pain-free, perfect periods, and that's not their issue. But I would say more often than not, it's a common issue. It is. What other things can come up on your period, you ask? What if you just poopatini all the time? We can't stop poopatiniing. That means pooping. Let's say it's probably not like a sausagio, which we want the salsagios, remember? Again, I don't know why you're not subscribed to this channel. It's fucking great. But on the gut health episode and we also did a perfect poop recipe episode. We talked about what the perfect poop should be. And it is a sausage. And around your period, you're probably not making sausagios. However, some people around their period get super, 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 super constipated. That is progesterone. That is progesterone. Take some magnesium, poop it out. You'll be fine. Most people, though, around their period will say that they have diarrhea. That is because... Prostaglandins make things flow out of you, including your poo-poo. So have you ever eaten something that you know your body hates and it flushes your gut and you have really like urgent loose bowel movements? That is that inflammation process happening. And the same thing can happen around the time of your period, just based on how many inflammatory mediators that you have. So while that is very common, it can be normal, but of course it's uncomfortable, right? And again, the root of that is inflammation outside of your hormones that are in your reproductive system. You also have adrenal hormones. You have thyroid hormones. You have an abundance of hormones that are truly swimming around your blood, kissing your cells and telling them what to do. Your body is so smart. It is so, 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 so smart. So if you are having symptoms, it's because your body is asking you to look deeper. Adrenal health and reproductive health go hand in hand. So if you are very, very stressed, know that you are going to have a more challenging cycle. Know that if you are very stressed, you might not ovulate. Know if your thyroid is off, everything can be off. All of the rest of your hormones can be off. Your metabolism can be off. Your energy can be off. So you need to take note of these things. And if you're having cyclical symptoms where you notice that you are depressed, once a month every time or if you know it's like you're anxious once a month around the same time yes you know i love to blame things on the moon because i'm part werewolf and we can blame things on the moon but most of the time it's not the actual moon it's what it's doing to your hormones because many of us either ovulate or bleed with the full moon and with that being said that will completely change your hormonal picture so if you are someone that gets super, super, super depressed or super, super anxious after you ovulate, before you bleed. That's usually because of an imbalance in estrogen and progesterone. I said this as a joke in an earlier video, but I kid you not. Patients say this to me almost verbatim. Before I bleed, I want to slit my husband's throat and I want to run into the woods and cry and bleed into a river. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That almost exact story has been said to me a few times. If you are a partner of someone that menstruates, know that you just gotta give them some space sometimes because they don't actually wanna kill you. They don't, it's their hormones. Don't tell them it's their hormones though. Don't tell them because then you might get your throat slit. You gotta be careful, be careful of the claws. If you feel that though, You might not be ovulating that well. And again, could be due to a number of things. You need to check your nutrients. You need to check your ovulation. You need to check your hormones, your thyroid, your stress. All of it is going to play into it. And again, if you're just not cycling in a way that you want, please just start with the food that you put into your mouth, because if you're not eating enough, your body, even if you don't want to make a baby, even if you don't want to procreate, that's what your body wants. (laughs) Biologically, your body wants to make more of you. I'm Jewish. And the Jews want to really broaden the kingdom. It is in my blood to make beautiful babies. Can't wait, can't wait until they come. But in order to make a baby, you can't be starving. So if you are someone that doesn't eat a lot, if you are a womb holder and are intermittent fasting, know that you are so fucking up your hormones. You really are, you really are. Most studies on intermittent fasting were done on white men. Are you a white man? Are you a white man? If you are, you don't have a uterus, so again, they don't they don't add up to me. They just don't add up. I can find benefits in intermittent fasting in a number of different situations, but balancing your hormones and getting menstrual cycles that are regular, not one of them at all. So imagine that you're eating for two <laughs> and see if your cycle comes back. If not, then take a deeper look. Know that I am obsessed. With this shit. I am obsessed with helping people be able to show up to life on their period. I am obsessed with helping people find out why. And that's because for me, I was on birth control for a lot of my life and it really, really, really was a terrible idea. But a lot of us made that terrible idea. We did. And now we get to learn because when you're on birth control, it truly shuts down the communication between your brain and your ovaries. So you're not going through this cycling. You're not having these different hormonal fluctuations. So yes, the symptoms might go away. So say, let's say that you have acne. You have really bad acne and your doctor's like, hmm, let's put you on poison number one, Accutane. It's going to destroy your liver for the rest of your life. And you're like, hmm, I'm not going to do that because I want to have sex. So what about just like birth control? So when you go on birth control, And yeah, your acne goes away. Your skin is clear. You are happy. Why? Because that was a hormonally based acne presentation. You get acne from a lot of different things, from gut health stuff, from all sorts of different hormones like thyroid hormone, prolactin, um, different microbial imbalances, but it can also be due to testosterone. So if you are someone that that was your picture, yeah, the birth control is going to take it away from you. But what is going to happen when you come off of it? (laughs) Have you thought you had acne before? you go, you gonna learn today. You're going to have a lot more acne because not only now are your hormones going to come back in the same picture that they were before, but louder because your body's like, what the fuck, sis? You didn't listen to me. Let me get louder then. Let me make you listen. And at that point in time, usually your doctor will be like, well, you tried to come off of birth control. You tried, but honestly, it's the only thing that's working for your acne because I tried to give you spironolactone, which is another drug. I then tried to give you all sorts of BS, right? Like topical stuff. And then they're gonna make you feel bad. They're gonna make you feel like there's something wrong with you because they don't know what's up. They don't know how to look deeper. So instead they're gonna tell you to swallow this pill every day. And it's gonna just mess up your hormones. And then again, you're gonna go through the same cycle. You're gonna try to come off of it again. And what? Then you're like, oh, my periods are terrible. I'm gonna go back on the pill. Trust me. You can't fix your hormones on birth control. You just can't can't regulate your hormones at all on birth control because you are not cycling. And for me, I went on hormonal birth control because A, I wanted to have sex, cool, but B, because I had really, really, really painful periods. I was prescribed like a high dose ibuprofen or something. I remember taking it and it worked, but then I wanted to go on birth control for like the double whammy, you know? Didn't have to worry about getting pregnant. But let's just say that it didn't fix one thing. Didn't fix one thing. So now, instead of me having painful periods, didn't have painful periods at all. I was just really, really depressed, gained a lot of weight, um, wanted to kill myself, became very B6 deficient, actually went in a rage. I will never forget one day I was driving around PB, whipping around PB. My aunt was in the car and my mom. <laughs> my mom has never been on birth control. Because she's she's smart, Mindy. You are a genius, Queen. Her sister, Francie, who is in heaven right now, she watches everything I do. She actually like likes my Instagram and Facebook posts because she's tapped in. But Francie, do you remember this, France? Driving around PB, whipping around in a fucking rage attack. Why was I enraged? Because my liver was overburdened with birth control. And she looked at me, my aunt, because my aunt had been on birth control, and she goes, it's the pill. You have to get off of it. You have to get off of it. And it was the first time that I became aware of how that was influencing my health. So I did. I went off of it right in time again in a relationship. Whoopsies. But it didn't even matter. I just came off of it. What happened? Horrible periods. Way worse than I had before I was on the pill. Debilitating, painful. I remember I would be in school and almost vomit from the pain. That's also because at that time, I was a classic 21-year-old drinking, as often as I could, smoking, as often as I could, taking fun substances, as often as I could get away with eating horrible foods that I knew my body hated. But I wanted to eat them because my friends were eating them. And apparently I liked feeling sick all the time. So all of those things caused significant inflammation. So my periods were terrible. And I remember being like, should I go back on the pill? It would help this. It would help that. But that was around the time that my consciousness was exploding. It was around the time that I started getting in tune with my body and realizing that that is not what I needed to do. So if that is your picture, if you, you could fill in the blank with anything, with acne, with painful periods, with heavy periods, with cysts, anything. Know that birth control is not going to fix it. It's not going to. When you come off, it's going to be way, 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 way louder. Something since I just said cysts. Because I don't know if you know this. I'm just talking. I don't plan any of this shit. I just show up, sit in front of the camera and see what wants to be said to you. And what wants to be said right now is that you can get ovarian cysts. Ovarian cysts can be normal because it's your body's way of trying to release an egg. And sometimes a couple eggs are, you know, trying to speed up to win the race. So if you are having pain around ovulation, that is one-sided, yes, it's my favorite medical word, my listener, mittelschmerz. If you are having a very painful mittelschmerz, know that you might have a cyst. Know that if you've ever been told that you have PCOS, that is just a blood sugar imbalance. Please don't wear a PCOS badge for the rest of your life. Instead, just try to balance your blood sugar and work on your metabolism, and guess what? Your ovaries, those cysts are just gonna disappear you're going to cycle. It's going to be great. It really is. If you have anything in your body that is growing, you know, like endometriosis, you're in fibroids, that could be because you have too much estrogen telling things to grow. If you don't have enough progesterone, you're going to bleed more. If you have too much testosterone, you're going to grow a beard. (laughs) If you have too much prolactin You're gonna breastfeed a child that doesn't exist Fun fact was not preparing to share this I would have dreams all the time that I was breastfeeding dogs Hopefully this goes viral Just for that fun fact that I Had dreams of breastfeeding dogs It it, it felt normal Felt natural So if anyone wants to psychoanalyze me in the comments Please do We all want to know We all want to know what's wrong with me So my sweet baby angel faces This was just a little intro into things that could go wrong with your period, things that can show up in your cycle. I hope that I inspire you to dig deeper. I hope that I inspired you to look at what the fuck is actually going on inside of your body instead of just silencing it with pain pills, with hormonal birth control, with whatever it is that your friend told you to take that helped them. Because whatever helped your friend is not going to help you because whatever their picture is, is not your picture. So you can't just follow random people on Instagram that sell stuff because they're gonna sell you something that they're making money on. And it actually has nothing to do with you and your body. So if you actually want to know what's up with your body, you got to test your hormones. You have to test your inflammation, your nutrient levels, and you have to take a really good look at your stress and how your diet and your lifestyle habits are poisoning you or nourishing you because we want to be nourished. We want to feel safe and grounded in our bodies for you to have a happy menstrual cycle. So if you want to dive deep with me, I think you can tell that I love this shit and I would love to support you. Reach out to me on my website. But if you don't want to work with me directly, just make sure that you're liking this page, that you're subscribed, that you have your notifications on because I'm going to share. Because I think one of my favorite things about this podcast is that so many people that I don't work with one on one can learn this because I am very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about you feeling confident and healthy in your body, about you not dreading your period every month and instead celebrating it that you are fertile, that your body is going through these energetic shifts because it really is a beautiful gift to have a female body to have a womb and all that it taps us into so if you are disconnected to your womb take a moment hold her tell her thank you and if you have painful periods tell her thank you if you have heavy periods tell her thank you because those signs are going to help you heal they are all right, babies. I love you so much. Don't forget to tune in to every episode forever because we're just going to continue to learn and grow. Al juntos. Mwah, 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 mwah.